Welcome to the HMO Property Podcast, where we connect, educate, and inspire the UK's HMO property community. So stop what you're doing, sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. What's up HMO Nation and welcome to another episode of the HMO Property Podcast. In this episode, we're interviewing successful HMO property investor, Stephanie Taylor. Stephanie is going to take us on her HMO property investment journey, including the ups, the downs, the highs and the lows. Now, Stephanie has been investing in HMOs for some three years now. She's been involved with four completed HMO projects, currently houses 34 tenants herself. She also manages an additional 18 properties. That's an additional 100 tenants. So let's jump straight in. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hello, Rupert. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. Stephanie, before we dive into the details about your HMO journey, Give us a bit about yourself and your background. Well, as I was saying to you earlier, Rupert, I feel that I'm one of the least likely uh, property investors. Uh, From starting off um, as a single mum on benefits at 19, getting three degrees, uh, becoming a parliamentary lobbyist, and then starting a small business that um, burnt me out totally over a period of seven years because I didn't understand the importance of systems and leverage or even that there is a system for success in business. Um, so when I left that business, when I sold that business to a friend, I I was I was very down and out and um, I, I went back to work at a very low level and was just above minimum wage kind of level. Eventually got back on my feet again and um, I, I, I got a very well paying job at the bank uh, contracting and it was while I was there and uh, doing that I thought right okay what do I want to do for the rest of my life and that's uh, where property investing came onto the scene. Fab give us some time frames when was that? So actually that last bit because uh, it was it had all been sort of an upward trajectory until <laughs> until I, I let that business burn me out and I just was a little bit down in the mouth and that was sort of um 2013 uh, overlapping slightly in about 2014 and what was the business that burnt you out stephanie well it was it was it was a business that started as a hobby and it it was little more than a hobby really it was a social networking club so people joined and then i organized holidays and uh, skiing trips uh, skiing trips art club book club um walking holidays cycling holidays um, a huge Hogmanay ball. It was in Edinburgh. I lived in Edinburgh for 15 years. So a huge Hogmanay ball at the assembly rooms uh, in Edinburgh. And um, so I, I didn't even have Christmas and New Year for, for seven years because I wow. was always organising this ball at, at, at Hogmanay. And, you know, there was loads to do and I hadn't really outsourced or systemised, as I say, and all of that. And so I really was uh, doing too too much. Sounds pretty overwhelming. 
yeah <laughs> and it was just about you know it's just paid a salary really um but without any of the perks that you normally get from a job so back in 2013 what made you take the step to get into hmo property investing um i had started um working at a bank in finance I was getting well paid I kind of enjoyed the work and the people but it just didn't really light my fire and one day I just thought to myself I looked around the open plan office and thought oh my god is this the next 20 years for me and um, I I thought well there must be another way you know I'd had my fingers burnt with the whole business thing I thought actually I can't run a business I don't know how to do it this is for other people and um, but I, I sort of found out, started going to property events and was blown away by what people were doing, um, especially with HMOs and especially with strategies where you can start with very little money indeed, very little money and very little experience actually. And I just thought, eventually I just thought, do you know what, if these people are doing it, um, maybe I could give it a whirl. Good, love it. Was there anything like holding you back at the time when you made that step? Um, yeah, I think I just thought it was all too um, technical. There's a lot to it legally. Um, I thought there's a lot to it managing people, all those people in the properties and knowing what to do, what to say, what papers they all needed. And um, yeah, so that that sort of uh, was a bit of a block. Mm, mm. Understandable. And you're not alone on that one. All right, mm. Stephanie, next up, tell us about your very first HMO property deal? Yeah, well, this was quite exciting because, as I said, that we started off in HMO management in uh, June 2016. And then in uh, the end of November 2017, we'd started to look, um, well, we started to look a little bit before then, but we found a commercial property. Um, I think commercial property, there's so much opportunity in commercial property. So it's actually a big house. It's in a residential area. It's right opposite the um, train station. So although it's a residential area, it's right opposite the train station, minutes walk into the city centre and everything that's there. And essentially it's a big house. And our idea when we bought it was to convert it into an eight bedroom HMO. Brilliant. Okay, tell us a bit more. What did you pay? Tell us about the refurb. Yeah. Um, what's what's it worth now? And tell us tell us some of the good bits, like the cash flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, the what what was the we paid one hundred and forty eight thousand pounds for it, and we in it, where we are, it can be difficult getting HMO planning, although not impossible. And we could possibly have got it, but when I actually worked out the figures, I thought actually this could work as um, flats and okay. we're actually the planning process or the likelihood of getting planning is much more straightforward. It had three parking spaces which is unusual in this in this location where it is and so we are going to turn it into three flats. It's got a commercial tenant at the moment. When we purchased it they had their lease in place. We've since extended their lease while we were going through planning because we didn't know mm. how long that process was going to take and it took much longer than than we thought it was going to. Um, so we've still got that commercial tenant up until next March. And uh, 
we we're going to we have planning now to turn it into four flats so we originally thought three flats it's three stories and we thought we'd get a flat on each story but he's also made one of those oh i forget duplex and made a duplex yeah. flat as well so we've got four decent sized flats in there um that is still an hmo where we are because a conversion all on one title is still classed as as an hmo where we are and the great thing about that is no utilities um, apart from communal electrics and the gross rent there will be um, conservatively just over £26,000 a year and minimal utilities and in the early days it'll be minimum maintenance because it will have just been done so yeah nice little earner. Sounds like a good deal. Stephanie yeah. tell us how HMO investing has changed your life since you started. Really just totally um, um, transformed it from it's I mean it's the property stuff as well but I've had to grow so much as a person to be able to do what we're now doing to um, to live the life that we're able to live now of freedom um, people say that HMO investing is a lot of work but it's not nine to five 24 7 not like not, nine Things can't be 95 and 24, can they? <laughs> but okay. um, it's not um, 40 years uh, tied down. You've got to be in a certain place. There's a lot of flexibility. You can do it from all over. And, and the things that I failed at in my first business are definitely in place with this business. It's a very systemized business. And also we have staff in place. And so they run the systems. You know, we only need to get in place to, you know, tweak the systems or for exceptional cases, not for the day by day of, taking people on and um, and housing them and financially uh, it, it's transformed as well just over just over since 2017 the end of 2017 so say eight, that's a year and a half ago we bought properties worth over a million pounds and we, we're not starting off from like having loads of money mm. um, so so that's been transformational and our management business we do the guaranteed rent management style. And so we're turning over there just over £400,000 and our our profit on that, because we do have costs of staff, offices and stuff like that. So it's between 30 and 40%. So it's it's been, it's been an amazing business and we've got lots more plans uh, for the future to build on what we've done so far. Fantastic. Sounds pretty life-changing to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, been awesome, as they say. <laughs> what a great word to use in your business. Awesome. Stephanie, what's your favourite part about being an HMO property investor? I love the magic, you know. Um, we make things happen. We, uh, we changed our own life, but we changed other people's lives as well. From the landlords that we work with on the management side, so some of them uh, were really struggling i.e. they had one agent, then they had another agent, then the rooms weren't full. And that really causes a lot of stress, emotional stress, financial stress. And now we've been able to come in and transform that. We can turn a property that's not making any money into one that's making a lot of money. Um, one in particular that I'm thinking of, the eight, an eight bed HMO had three tenants, tropical 24 heating settings. He was losing <laughs> over a thousand pounds a month on that property. And when we came in, we're, we changed that round so that it's making over £2,000 a month, um, every month. So 
I just I just love the transformation of turning assets, turning, you know, poor performers into assets. Great story that. I like that. I bet your landlord was super happy with that. Loves it. Did you manage to get to us now? We'll be having to pay a a higher price because now now it's now it's got eight tenants. Um, And when he was trying to do it, it, he couldn't sell it because it was it was negative equity. Got it. And did you manage to get him on a guaranteed rent? Yeah, yeah, all on guaranteed rent. So, so that allows us to make money because all of that two thousand pound we're not paying to him. So it's about fifty fifty actually. But for him, he's getting an additional two thousand pounds a month because he's gone from minus one thousand to one thousand. Um, so yeah, what a win, Stephanie. We've talked about the past, but before we move on to what your present plans and your future looks like in HMO property. Let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking for an effortless HMO mortgage experience? If that's a yes, there's only one place to go. www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk The UK's number one specialist HMO mortgage broker. They're so specialised that they don't do anything else. HMO mortgages, HMO remortgages and HMO bridging. That's it. They have access to every HMO lender out there and even some exclusive products not available to other brokers. With lightning fast service and A1 communication, they're easily the best HMO broker in town. So to experience HMO lending made easy, go to www.thehmomortgagebroker.co.uk today. Stephanie, fast forwarding to the current day, Tell us a bit more about your current portfolio. Yeah, so um, we our initial aim since we started buying the properties in November 2017 was to build a portfolio, and we thought think about that in terms of units. So we just pulled a number out of the air. We thought t- ten five bed um, H- HMOs is is fifty units. So we thought let's start off with fifty units. So at the moment we're at twenty eight units, and um, the say so we've got the one that I mentioned to you. I'm classing that as four units, even though it hasn't yet been converted. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just the way I roll. Uh, <laughs> so we've got that one. We've got the eight bed HMO that I mentioned to you just now that we're buying um, on a lease option. Mm-hmm. We've got um, a big house that's already converted into four flats. It seems we like four flats. Um, that, and we've got the most exciting one uh, from our point of view is the one that we completed on in March uh, of this year. and. This is sort of an accident. We were looking for sort of, you know, more typical sized HMOs, but we kept getting, not gazumped exactly, but our offers weren't good enough and there was a lot of competition for that, for those type of properties. Um, and we ended up looking at a different kind of property, which is, this one is a 12 units, 10 bed sits, and um, two bedroom flat in the basement underneath and a little shop. So uh, 12 units altogether. And what really excites me about this is I was talking to a, a chap and he invests in Wales in the valleys, um, not not in the cities where, where we are. We're in Newport in Wales, which is not far from Cardiff. Um, but he was investing and he was spending, you know, 60, 70 grand on the property, then a little bit for the doing up, a little bit for the finance costs, a little this and that, and then maybe about 450 on the rent. And we've got this 12 unit property and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so great because it's £32,000 per unit and we'll still get around 450 per unit as well on the rent. 
will probably have reduced maintenance costs as compared with having 12 houses. Um, we've got the, the management of, of scale because we're managing in one location. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, we've only got one lot of refinance, one lot of funding, you know, everything's only one. So I, I just think um, HMOs are multi-unit blocks are absolutely the way to go. They are an absolute win. In fact, we sold all of our five and six bed portfolio and we only focus on 10 to 30 unit blocks now for the exact same reason. And the words are economies of scale. Yes, absolutely. I like those three words. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much um, if I just dive into that a second, because a six bed and a 12 bed you might think the 12 bed costs you twice as much time to manage, but it's just not true. Mm. Um, so we always say go for um, go for the bigger units uh, if you possibly can. And also, funnily enough, when you get to a 12 bed unit, um, the valuation typically can only be a commercial one. Yeah. Um, so therefore, your chance of a down valuation are a lot lower than if you're going up against lots of four, five and six bed houses in a street with loads of other residential houses. And the other amazing thing about it, Rupert, less competition. There are less people who are in the place with the finance. Now, obviously, for us as, as new investors, um, that was that was challenging, getting that finance. Uh, we already had finance in place for some of the other deals that fell through. And we went back with this property. And because they called it part commercial, because it had this little tiny shop right. on the front, and then 11 were all resi. Um, but they don't touch commercial, so they wouldn't. They wouldn't. The lender who would already agreed, we'd already gone through this very uh, mm. convoluted process with them, and we had to start again from scratch. Nearly caused us to lose the deal because I think the seller had had it since you know for forty years or something. It's different times of buying in those yeah. days, and was retiring. But we did manage to hang on to it, and get it over the line. But it wasn't. It wasn't easy, and a lot of people are not able to get that commercial borrowing. So um, it does mean that price-wise, you can get better price. You can get. I mean, there's, there doesn't seem to be any really downsides to it. In my experience, there isn't. Yeah. Stephanie, tell us now, out of those deals that you've done, which is your single best investment to date, and why? And it doesn't have to be for the money. Yeah. Well, it, for every part of it, I I love the um, the commercial property because. Um, because of all the reasons that we've talked about the economies of scale, but also for the excitement of what we can do to that property. The property is a, a listed building, um, but it kind of looks, well, it's a bit down at heel. Um, we actually, we when we took it on, a couple of the units had come empty just beforehand. And um, we were thinking, well, we are actually renting this property out to the existing tenants as it is, so maybe we could just rent out, but in all honesty, we couldn't stand in the room and show somebody around and say, do you want to move in? So we, we did it, um, we're, we're in the process of doing it up. But but I'm I'm just so excited by what this building can become because, because it's bed sits, which is quite an old fashioned word where you've got the bedroom and the kitchen and the bathrooms are separate. There are three bathrooms between 10 um, bed sits, but obviously there's a possibility there to be able to put in um, on suites and then make it a, a little they are quite small studios or they would be as a studio quite small um, but that would be perfect for contractors so it gives you different marketplaces that you can go into so service accommodation is something that we don't normally do but 
having a 12 unit block that's all set up for it where the cleaners are going in daily or weekly or whatever it is it starts to actually feel appealing to try that model um so yeah that that's my favorite and that's why good Love i haven't it. even told you the money I, i've got that i've got my ipad here with a few notes tell us uh, shall i shall i talk to you about that absolutely uh, well I'm now reading, but not reading. Okay, so I mentioned to you that it's 32K a unit. So that was 380,000. Originally, it was on at 440. But you always wonder, oh, could we have got it cheaper? I, I don't know if we... Um, but I'm happy with the price that we actually paid, 380,000 pounds. And the rent when we bought it um, was uh, just over 40K, 3,400 a month. But they were on very low rents of 260 um, for the bed sits, whereas for, in the rooms in our shared houses with no kitchen in the room, it was uh, we charged four hundred pounds a month, and these were bigger and had a kitchen. So you can see that the rent was was kind of kind of low. Um, so when we've done them up and we're spending, I Nikki's the expert on this, but from what she's told me and from what I know, I think we were spending around 3,000, maybe a bit more on doing them up because it's just new kitchens, new flooring, um, decoration, and then furnishing. And we're getting an interior designer this time. So that's why I say it might be more like- Very posh. I know, we're going posh because um, if you look on HMO Heaven um, website, you'll see that the, the, the design has not been it's not been designed as sort of edgy. It's sort of been more sort of homey and cozy, and and sort of that's we we do it ourselves. Um, but I thought actually it would be nice to see if we can just add a a, a bit of a bit extra design so it doesn't look homespun uh, for these ones. Good. So tell us tell us some numbers. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is what you were talking about where you answer the question without <laughs> answering the question. Um, so. We, when the rents go up, when the rents go up, um, it will be just over £60,000 a year, £62,000 a year gross. And the cost is we have a repayment mortgage for that one. Um, I, I think it's good to mix it up a bit and I feel happy with the re repayment on it. Um, and also we don't have all the bills. It's got, they've got a separate electric, but gas is all in one. So we pay the gas. Um, so forecasting, knowing what I think it's going to be around, you know, thirty-five thousand pounds a year net, net income from one deal. Yeah, yeah. So it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice one, and it may be more. And I know that once we've finished doing it up, the valuation is going to come up because the exciting thing about this one, you know, you hear about undervaluing, was that. We paid 380 and I started to get a little bit nervous afterwards because we're in Newport, which is sort of up and coming, but it hasn't definitely come and gone. Um, excuse me. Um, it's people are downvaluing a lot because the bridge toll has come off between Bristol and, and Newport. Um, excitement and ambition of sellers has gone up, but, you know, I don't know if the reality is, is, is sort of dragged behind a little bit and so we thought, oh my gosh, we could get down valves here. And the actual valuation was, you know, they give you 30, 60 and 90 days. The 90 day was half a million. The 60 day was was 450 and the, 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 the 30 day was, was 
400. So they were all more than what we paid. So we were quite delighted with that. Well, no. Yeah, but I think when it's done up, we'll get a good we'll get a good uh, valuation on it. Yeah, based on sixty plus grand's worth of income, you'll you'll make some good wins there. And at three grand a unit as well to refurb, mm. I assume you didn't meant three grand for the whole thing. Three no. Grand a unit. <laughs> is, uh... And and they've got long term tenants in there, Rupert, as well. So we're doing up the ones that are empty, and then um, obviously with the other ones, we haven't put them up to market. So they were 260. I think we've, we've made um, some of them 300 and some of them a little bit more than that. But I think it reflects, you know, the condition and the people who are there. But they're great. They're great people, because from a business point of view, if you looked at this and somebody brought this to you, you'd say, right, you'd exit all of those, do them all up, bring them all up to. But it is a human. It is a human business as well. Yeah. Um, and the people there are, are lovely people and we will be speaking to them and see what they want to do, whether they want to be refurbished and have their rent go up a little bit or whether they, you know, we will we will have to have some conversations. But we're, we're happy with the way because you have to be happy that things morally um, sit well with you as well. Absolutely. You're talking about working with the tenants and a lot of landlords tend to forget that. So that's a good lesson. Stephanie, we've all made them. Tell us about one significant mistake you've made in your HMO business that you think by sharing with the audience might help someone avoid. Um, I think uh, I, I was going to say, well, just not starting sooner, but everyone says that. But I, I, I just I feel so excited by this. I'm sort of an HMO evangelist almost. Um, but really, it's just why don't we start sooner? It's because we don't realise that we have the power or many people don't realise, some people do, that we have the power to create wealth in our own lives, that create the wealth that can do the things that we want to do in life. Um, but we don't start because we tell ourselves all sorts of lies and excuses about why we can't do the things that we see other people doing so i think that's one and the other one is to talk to people who've already done it that's one thing i learned from my first business there's every problem that i had in that business somebody had already been through experience come to the other side of and i'm really conscious of that now so i, I feel that it seems a stupid thing not to have known before but I'm really confident that any problem that we encounter, we'll, there is a solution out there and we can find it out and we can succeed at solving the problem. And that wasn't, that's not a way that I felt before. Good, good bit of advice that, because, you know, a lot of people do get held back by, you know, small problems and you just got to look around you in the communities, in the forums, in your local network, the chances are someone will have solved that problem already. Mm, mm, mm. Stephanie, tell us mm -hmm. about your HMO portfolio plans for the next 12 months. Well, I, I think more of the same. We, um, The process of buying that, that final property that I mentioned that completed in March, it actually started in last September um, and it was, it was quite painful in the fact of the lender was actually a good lender. Um, working with them was good, working with the broker was good, but it's just so much was required and they were changing goalposts through, you know, throughout. And um, so we're, we're recovering from that, but we are going to go back in. And I think it's just going to be more of the same. I, I'm really interested in 
commercial to resi, uh, larger blocks, self-contained units, and yeah, bigger, bigger HMOs. We're actually talking, we've actually had a deal brought to us at the moment, that's a hotel. And Brilliant. Think, How big is it? Not, not massive. It's 12 to 15, depending on the use of the rooms um, and, and a bar and restaurant. But I'm not sure whether it, that will work, but we're in the process of analysing the deal. But I think there's a lot of opportunity because there's so much risk in hotels and B&Bs. So a lot of people don't want to go in there. Um, there's planning risk. There's risk even if you keep them to current usage. Um, so that these are areas of opportunity that I want to uh, explore in the future. Good, love it. Now, apart from the building the portfolio, is there anything else that you're up to in property or outside that you'd like to share with HMO Nation? Yeah, I would. So we have our company HMO Heaven. That's an HMO management business, guaranteed rent. And then we also have a company called Rent to Rent Success. And this is all about coaching people who want to get started in HMO investment, who for whatever reason are not ready to buy yet, who are wanting to create that consistent monthly cash flow, escape from the nine to five and eventually buy. Um, or they've already spent all their money on HMOs. They don't want to buy anymore, but they're managing HMOs and they want to manage other people's HMOs, but on a different basis than the normal 10% sort of agent basis. It's a basis where, as, as I like to put it, it's uh, for landlords, it's um, guaranteed rent, freedom from tenant management, total peace of mind. So within rent to rent success, we show people how they can do that with little money or experience to start and really create that profitable, profitable business, excuse me, that will help them escape from their nine to five if that's what they want to do. Brilliant. Okay. Stephanie, I'll make sure we link up to that in the show notes uh, on, on the website. What advice would you give current HMO investors given the state of the market? Current investors, look at what you can improve on to make your current assets work better. Is it a slight refurb? Is it, can you add in built-in furniture? What can you do to make your current assets work, work better and in the longer term become more prof profitable? Sometimes it's the systems. We've made some changes to our systems that I love. One of them that still excites me is, is quite old. It's quite an old change now, but Tell us. We, um, we, we've always had a process where we check in and check out the tenants. They're long-term tenants, not, not, not short-term tenants. But so we would used to do that on a paper, a piece of paper onto a clipboard, and then you to check, check, you know, everything that's gone on. Um, and we, about a year ago, changed it on, so it's on the iPad or the phone or whatever, and that everything's there. So even if I do it, because um, we have um, a property assistant who does this, but he does sometimes go on holiday. Uh, so that makes me think I need another member of staff so that I never have to <laughs> go in. But anyway, at the moment, so when he goes on holiday, I usually do this. So I don't know what to do because it's so long since I've done it. I don't know what we're supposed to say or what we, but now that we have this checklist that's electronic, both I and the tenant um, sign it and very much what's on there is what we have noticed through managing the properties over time so if any new things come up we put them onto this list so it's simple things like we want to give people their deposit back and one of the things that people were failing on was the mattress 
And it's kind of obvious that accidents are going to happen. A lot of these mattresses are white. Why are they white? I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so a lot of these mattresses are white. So it only takes one cup of coffee or fake tan or whatever it, whatever it happens to be. So just from one little thing of adding to that, keep your mattress protector on, buy another mattress protector, put it on top, keep the mattress protectors on. That way you're most likely to get your deposit back. And a few other little things about damp and uh, people don't know, for example, don't close the washing machine door and things like that when it's not in use. (laughs) When it's in use, yes. But when it's not in use, leave it open. But little things like that. Some people are moving out of home from the first time and we want to welcome them and but also give them the feeling and impression, which is true, that we actually do care about them and the property and we're showing them how to get the best out of it. And that's all um, on a system that even I can't fail to do properly. (laughs) (laughs) Systems, good. Plenty of landlords, current or new, that perhaps don't have all the systems uh, that they should. What about, Stephanie, any advice you'd give people who are looking to get into HMO property investing for the very first time? What What advice would you give? Jump in. Uh, the water's lovely. No, uh, no, uh, you do need to do a little bit of due diligence and, and use things like um, like uh, the HMO Hub and other resources to to make sure that you're going in in the right place. But once you've done your DD, get in there because you don't you buy property and wait. Don't wait to buy property. You, you got it. Stephanie, before we sign off, we'd like you to recommend one great HMO resource or business book that you'd like to share. Then we'll let HMO Nation know how they can get in touch with you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, what I've learned over the last few years is that your mind is so important. Everything that I'm doing now, I could have already been doing. I could have been doing it instead of three years. It could have been 13 years, 23 years, 33 years. Think of where I would be if that had been the case. So um, my... um, recommendation is really just to start believing harness the power of your mind to to bring into being the things that you want to see in the world and so I'm just going to recommend one book which is called The Slight Edge which is all about no matter what your mindset is like right now I find it at a time where my mindset wasn't so great um, but it all seems so doable. It was that little switch that I thought, oh my gosh, these little things that we do every day have a transformational effect over time. And even when you are starting from a low ebb, it seems really possible to do the little things. It doesn't seem possible to do the big things. So The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson is my book. Perfect, we'll make sure we link that up. And how about if HMO Nation wanna connect with you, how can they do that? Yeah, I would love to connect with you, HMO Nation. So uh, there's two ways. If you're into buying HMOs and you want to talk HMOs, refurbing, um, we have uh, the HMO Heroes Facebook group. So we would love to see you there. And if you're into um, doing HMO management on a guaranteed rent basis, that's the rent to rent side of things, then we have a Facebook group called Rent to Rent Success Secrets, and we would love to see you there. We also have two YouTube channels. One is called HMO Here, no, HMO Heaven, which is our business name, HMO Heaven, and the other one is called Rent to Rent Success. Um, and of course, um, just you can message me on, um, on Facebook. I think it's the best way if you want to get in touch with me personally. 
Perfect. Stephanie, thank you for sharing your HMO journey. Let's get an HMO high five and we'll catch you again soon. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this and want more informational, educational and inspirational HMO property content, then please hit the subscribe button and give us a like. See you next time. Thank you.